This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. We got a jam-packed show for you today. We're going to talk about a lot of the things that just happened, obviously, and we're going to look ahead to the month of June because there's so many things going on. And to help us, we're going to have Danny West, our football recruiting insider, and Curtis Wilkerson, our hoops insider, uh, join us to talk about things. All that and more on today's episode of Hog Sports Live. Before we get started, of course, I want to mention there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Follow with 85,000 other Razorback fans. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a like or a thumbs up on both of those platforms. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to have that five-star review. Say something about the show. Let other people know what to expect. We certainly would appreciate that. And uh, also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of. Find a favorite podcast. Hog Sports is just $1 right now for your first month at HAWGsports.com. Said this many a time also. Hog Sports come with Paramount Plus for free. It's $100 a year for Paramount Plus. $100 a year for Hog Sports, basically. You get Paramount Plus for free. If you're going to subscribe to Paramount Plus, you might as well subscribe to Hog Sports and get that for free. Basically, either way you look at it, one of them's free. Halo. Yellowstone 1883, the newer Yellowstone that's coming out, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, Star Trek Discovery, all the Paramount movies, tons of great stuff. South Park, I watched the new South Park the other day too. Tons of great stuff on Paramount+. Plus. All right, time to get into it. Where do we want to start? Arkansas baseball, obviously it's been a pretty wild uh, regional with, uh, with Oklahoma State. Arkansas beating Grand Canyon, beating Oklahoma State. Falling to Oklahoma State last night in 10 innings. That was a wild one. They play tonight. We're not going to get too much into it, so this isn't too dated. But they play tonight at 6 p.m. Central time, and that is on ESPN2. I'm not sure how – I mean, the pitching has been wild. I mean, this has been a lot of fun to watch. I've been sitting outside on the patio watching all these games. It's been enjoyable. So, good luck to the baseball team tonight. We haven't talked about Sam Pittman signing his new contract. That was June 2nd. And, of course, we'd reported, you know, all that stuff back on April 16th is when it originally happened. It's an interesting deal. $5 million over the next four years increases to a fifth year if he, uh, if he wins seven games in any of those years, which is, is going to happen. It's going to happen next year. I'll get into a little bit of that too. But it's going to happen next year. They're going to win at least seven games because it also includes a Power 5 opponent in a bowl game. You can you can include that into the, to this. I think this contract has a lot of the things that Pittman wants in it in terms of, you know, obviously increasing his salary, keeping here. Also took care of all their assistant coaches, a bunch of them right before the season started. But it takes care of a lot of that stuff for Pittman. You can read the full 21-page document at hogsports.com if you want to. But also a lot of the – the Eurocheck flavor. You remember when the Eurocheck first got here? He said, "I believe losing is a fireable offense." Now, there are certain things that you cannot do with it. You can't be the only athletic director to structure contract 
a certain way to where it's all incentive-based. But this has a lot of things in it, you know, particularly the 75% and 50% compensation if he's fired for convenience. So Sam Pittman starts swirling the drain, which I don't think is happening, and things aren't looking good and he's going to get fired. Then if he's over 75% – or excuse me, if he's over 50% winning percentage, then he gets 75% of the remainder of his contract. If he's below 50%, then he only gets 50% of the remainder of the contract. That's a very Hunter Juracek type of thing there. Um, right now, Pittman is 12 and 11 at Arkansas. So if it were to end today, then he would get 75% of the remainder of the deal. Obviously, that's not happening. It's just a, not even real hypothetical. Uh, so – that makes Pittman the highest-paid coach in Arkansas history, beating Brett Bielema, who was at $4.2 million when he was at Arkansas, and just edging out Eric Musselman, who's at $4 million, which is a lot for a basketball coach, and deserved. <laughs> no question about that. This is a contract that's also going to be – you know, there's like – there's uh, renewal bonuses. There's uh, bonuses for winning seven games. Like, all these bonuses actually went up. Like the, you get, I think two hundred fifty thousand. If you win at least seven, last contract it was just six. So shows you the standards have gone up a little bit. There's bonuses for college football playoffs, certain bowl, tiers of bowl games, all that stuff. Graduating your students, all those things you would expect also. But this contract is going to be redone in two years. It's just the nature of the business. It's how it works. It'll be redone most likely in two years. It's also got a non-compete. He can't go to any other SEC teams. I hear a lot of people say, "Well, what about?" What about other conferences? Well, first of all, who's leaving, who's leaving the coaching job in the SEC? I mean, there's not many jobs out there across the country where, you know, you would leave, I guess, Lincoln Riley technically and untechnically left Oklahoma before they joined the SEC to go to USC. But there's not many jobs out there. USC might be one of them, you know, that you would leave. You just, Pittman's not going to the Pac-12. You don't, you're not going to see Sam Pittman – from Oklahoma, Grove, Oklahoma, <laughs> go out to the Pac-12. He's not going to, you know, the Midwest. He's not going to Big Ten country. He can't go to any other SEC schools. He's not going to the new Big 12. He's not leaving Arkansas for one of the schools in the new Big 12. What does that leave? Clemson? Florida State? I mean, maybe Florida State? So – just gives you an idea. I mean, it's pretty much a non-compete across the conference because he's not leaving Arkansas anyway. He doesn't want to leave Arkansas. You'd probably be fine not even have that language in there. But makes you sleep a little bit better at night. Okay. Dorian Gerald has removed his name from the transfer portal and is returning to Arkansas, according to his Twitter. Now, we're going to talk to Sam Pittman Tuesday at 2 o'clock, most likely set up to, you know, talk about – his new contract and things like that. But this is also a thing that we'll, we'll bring up with him because Dorian Gerald is a class of 2016 high school. 2016. This will be his seventh year. Now, why is it his seventh year? First of all, you get the COVID year, so that was wiped out. And secondly, I mean, he's been injured so much that he easily qualifies for the medical hardship under the new rule. Medical hardship, is that what you call it? Sixth year? I can't remember what you call it. Medical hardship is actually when you stay on scholarship and don't play. That's not what it is. So it's the medical red shirt, I guess is what you would call. Uh, but 
he should be able to qualify for that. You got to submit a waiver and all that kind of stuff. But this this was reformulated back in like 2017, I think, um, just to make the rules a little bit easier for guys that were injured. So I think he'll qualify for a seventh year of eligibility. It certainly helps Arkansas on the defensive line. What could that possibly change? Well, you got another defensive end now in Dorian Gerald. If you feel like he's going to stay healthy, which he hasn't. It's been different injuries every time. Maybe that allows you to maybe consider sliding a guy like Eric Gregory, who already goes 6'4", 305, from end to defensive tackle a little more. Certainly gives you maybe that option in a four-man front. Certainly could possibly help that. So I think that gives you maybe the ability to have a couple of extra looks. And certainly we're all like praying for Dorian Gerald to make it through a season healthy. And this is a guy that was really well-regarded. He was number one strong side defensive end coming out of junior college. Um, it's just been a tough road for him here. And I think everybody who's a Razorback fan, and even if you're not, you're probably, uh, you're probably rooting on for Dorian Gerald to uh, just stay healthy, get it through a season. So, all right, where do we want to go next? I wrote this article, Top 10 Ra- Returning Razorbacks Who Could Break Out in 2022. I think things like this in the offseason are a lot of fun to do. I changed my mind a lot. I came out with a similar version of this way back, like in January. But things have kind of changed. We've had spring football, so I wanted to update the list. Um, I don't necessarily have this in order, but it's kind of – maybe kind of could feel like it's in order a little bit. But Keytron Jackson, first guy I mentioned, 6'2", 209. Guy caught uh, five passes for 97 yards last year. I think he could really bump those figures up significantly. Obviously, he came out of the spring – as one of the starting wide receivers. He'll have to continue to battle for that spot, obviously. Jaden Johnson is the next guy I have listed. Jaden Johnson was probably the third safety in the spring. When they were in a 3-2-6, he was starting. When they were in a 4-2-5, uh, he was the first guy, I guess, the with the second group. But he would be considered the, the third safety. But he's just a, a true sophomore, 6-2-2-16, big kid. He could also play nickel, but in the spring he didn't do any of that. Next, I have Takias Crawford. I think we're going to see – I'm going to combine this, actually. I have Takias Crawford, and then the next guy I have is Luke Jones. Really going to be one of those guys, most likely. I think Takias Crawford is going to end up, as long as Dalton Wagner's healthy, I think Takias Crawford moves to the left side and battles Luke Jones in fall camp for the starting left tackle job. And I think Takias Crawford might beat him out. It's going to be a nice battle. But one of those two guys – 6'5", 347 versus 6'5", 327. Two big dudes over there at left tackle. Zach Williams is my next guy. Now, Zach Williams has got some guys to battle, okay? Jordan Dominic's coming in. Landon Jackson getting healthy. Dorian Gerald is coming back. So, maybe that even changes a little bit because that is some stiff competition for Zach Williams. But he came out of the spring as a starter. He's contributed all three years that he's been at Arkansas, from his true freshman year to his junior year last year. He's got two more years left if he wants it this year and next with the COVID year. So, But Zach Williams, he'll probably be about 6'4", 260. Has contributed his whole career, but has never been a starter. So I kind of think that he might be a guy to watch. The next guy I have might surprise people a little bit, Malik Chavis. You know, I think Malik Chavis has got a lot of potential. He's another guy that's really increased his role year by year at Arkansas, former rising guy, 6'2", 200. you got Dwight McLaughlin maybe at the other side. So 
and people may ask, you know, you kind of have to ask, well, what position, Trey? Well, I mean, he's worked at safety. He's worked at cornerback. In the spring, he was at cornerback. Saw a lot of action with the first group. Battle Hudson Clark there. Uh, battled uh, uh, Ladarius Bishop, who was injured in the spring. But I think Chavis has a shot. I thought he did some really good things in the spring. I think if he keeps coming, even if he doesn't start, I could see him maybe being a third cornerback um, out there. Malik Hornsby is my next guy. And I've said this before, but Malik Hornsby playing wide receiver is not a gimmick. It's not something cute and fancy. It's not getting too cute. It's a real legitimate threat that Arkansas is going to have and people are going to have to take notice of. I can see it with the first-team defense. You know, not scared to death, but just like every time, every time Malik Hornsby winds up, lines up at wide receiver, they are making sure they know exactly where he is. And they give him a lot – I mean, like they're scared of getting beat deep, so they have to give him cushions. So if he runs like a hitch, he's like wide open. But he will beat some teams deep this year. He will, Malik Hornsby is going to make some plays for Arkansas at wide receiver. And I don't mean just like some plays that don't matter. I mean like in important situations, he will make plays at wide receiver for Arkansas. And create a little confusion because this is a guy who can take an end around. He can just take a direct snap. He can motion from wide receiver to quarterback, motion K.J. Jefferson out, do double passes. You could do a lot of tricky stuff with this. And it feels like he's embraced it. I was a little thinking, you know, Maybe they can't do this. He did enter the transfer portal. Why would he enter the transfer portal? You know, because he's the backup quarterback and, you know, not getting a shot and all this stuff. But I, I think that this is a role that fits for him. And then, you know what, Malik? Next year. Next year you can compete for the starting quarterback job. Not that they're not giving him opportunities, but I think KJ, if KJ has another year, you know, or builds on last year, I think maybe we could see him move on. Um, and then, you know, Malik Hornsby be battling for that starting spot. But – I mean, we saw what the guy can do just with his legs against Penn State. I mean, he can dominate a game with his legs if he can get to where he's passing the ball. I feel like sometimes with Malik, he tries to throw the ball as hard as he possibly can. And, you know, it's not that he has a bad arm. He doesn't. It's just sometimes the the choices he makes with the ball. So just get better at that. Work at quarterback, work at wide receiver. Next is Chris Paul, Pooh Paul, he first be called. Now – He's probably going to be the third linebacker at Arkansas, but he'll rotate in pretty steadily. Remember, Bumper Pool was the third linebacker last year, had 125 tackles, all SEC. I'm not saying he's going to do that, but I really like this kid a lot. I think he's got a bright future. I've said before that I think he could be like a team spokesperson type of guy, a leader for this team. Just really liked our interview, our first interview with him that we had during the spring. Cameron Ball is next. I could see Cameron Ball maybe leapfrogging some guys. We've said that time and time again. Torian Carter, we don't know the extent of his knee injury. I hear that it could it could take him a while. We'll probably find out from Sam Pittman tomorrow. Uh, but I think Cam Ball, I think you see him a good bit this season. 6'5", 313, maybe the, the guy closest to filling that John Ridgway uh, type of role. Next is A.J. Green, 5'11", 202. This guy has afterburners, extremely fast. He's the only, like, aside from Rashad DeBinion, who's a true freshman, A.J. Green's the only returning, I should say, he's the only returning real shifty back. You know, you've got Rocket Sanders, who's fast. You've got Dominic Johnson. Those guys primarily, I think, of, like, guys that are going to run through you, run over you, that kind of stuff. And A.J. Green, a little more shifty um, and, and just pure, pure speed. I got a bonus guy here, Trey Knox. I feel like after six games when Trey Knox has moved to tight end, he kind of had his breakout there. Um, but I think that he's going to really have a big year. He had 20 catches last season and just over in just six games. 
since moving to uh, to to wide receiver, or excuse me, to tight end. Uh, but he's going to play at about probably close to 250. He was a career high 215 last year. That was his high career. So he put on weight to get to 215 last year and then started building on that, you know, throughout the season as he moved to tight end. But he's hoping to play it close to 250. So that's a lot of weight in a short amount of time. But as he says, I think I can make some money at this position. So that's my top 10 returning Razorbacks who could break out. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. I thought this was a cool list. Speaking of top list, uh, this was top 25 running backs across the country, and there's not a Razorback on here. The team that led Power 5 football last year in rushing, there's not a Razorback on here. I get it, sure. I think you'll probably see Rocket Sanders or Dominic Johnson on this list uh, when there's a postseason winter edition of it. Um, a couple of guys that I think maybe are underrated, they got 18, Muhammad Ibrahim uh, from Minnesota. I think it's – I don't know if that's how you say his name – or whatever, but I remember watching him last year. Uh, I, wa- I remember the injury that he had. You could see it's like slow motion. They're playing it, and then there's like this catch, like in his lower leg, and you knew when that happened. It's like, ooh man, something tore. Um, but he's—I thought he was a really impressive back. He ran for 163 yards and two scores um, when they almost beat Ohio State in the opener. I think that's when he also got hurt. But I think he's maybe a little bit underrated. And the kid from UCLA. Uh, Charbonnet, Charbonnet, I'm not sure how you say his name either. He played at Michigan also. Really impressed with him also as a running back. But they've got him at 12. I like both of those guys uh, to be higher than that. But, I, again, I think there'll be a Razorback on this list when they do a postseason or if they're doing pow- position power rankings throughout the season and stuff. I think you could see that. DraftKings came out. DraftKings Sportsbook came out with their list of um, over-under pit, over-under for win totals for uh, – well, this one just particular has the SEC. It's got Arkansas at seven and a half. And our man Brad Crawford says to take the over on that, and I agree with him. He thinks it should be more like eight and a half. I agree. I think he's right. I think you take the over on that. I, I'd like this team. I've said before, I, th- I think they're big. I think they didn't miss a beat in the spring. Uh, I think they're fast. I think they've got a lot of key players returning, including an offensive line uh, for the most part, four guys, and then a uh, – a starting quarterback. This is an interesting story. This was a couple of days ago, but uh, in OTAs, the report is that Felipe Franks, former Arkansas and Florida quarterback, has been working at tight end. He's a big dude, obviously. What was Felipe, like 6'6"? I mean, he's a big guy. He's not like a guy that has uh, an initial burst of speed, but he's more like a 200 or a 400-meter guy, not a 100-meter guy. 200, something like that, a guy that can build speed up. Um, but he can get – he's fast when he gets going. It's just not not an initial burst. But um, maybe that's an interesting situation for him. I don't think it's something that will stick. I think he sticks at quarterback. I think Felipe has some positive attributes that he can still deliver at that position. All right. The top 25 and one from CBS Sports is out now that everybody's declared. Of course, we know Jalen Williams is declared for the NBA draft officially remaining in, signing with an agent and all that stuff. So 
They've got Gonzaga number one, North Carolina two, Houston three, Kentucky four, and the Arkansas Razorbacks at number five. I think Arkansas went from being the favorite, in my opinion, to win the national championship with Jalen Williams to uh, a contender, a legitimate contender for winning the national championship next year. And with that, I want to go over to Curtis because we're going to talk a little bit about some recruiting and things going on with Razorback basketball. For those of you who don't follow Curtis, you can follow him at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. As I've said before, he does a fantastic job covering Razorback basketball, all aspects of it from recruiting to the team. And a lot of Curtis's stuff is VIP. Thanks, Ray. Curtis, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How's it going? It's going good. We're just kind of running through some things. I just I just went over uh, the top 25 and one from CBS Sports, which has Arkansas at number five. Um, it's kind of talking season in basketball, but there's still a lot of stuff going on. And I was wondering if you can just kind of update us on some of the things going on with players trickling in um, with the team. I guess everybody maybe, but uh, but but black, right? I think everybody's on campus, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a hundred percent right. Um, you know, Anthony Black is with the uh, Team USA under eighteen group. They're playing in the FIBA Americas Championship in Tijuana. That actually starts today uh, and runs through June the twelfth. You know, he was one of twenty seven guys. Uh, all obviously really highly regarded prospects that were invited to the training camp. Uh, Jordan Walsh was one of those guys. Nick Smith was another. He declined the invitation to come on campus. Walsh was uh, one of the very last guys that was was cut from the final roster of 12. Anthony Black made it. I I think he's going to be their starting point guard. So, uh, you know, while you have a bunch of guys, the rest of the team really trickling on to campus, uh, if you're not going to be there, I, I guess playing with Team USA and, and going for a gold medal is a, a pretty cool yeah. consolation prize. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does there, and then he'll join the team once he uh, once he gets set up. But yeah, everybody else is on campus. They moved in over Memorial Day weekend and uh, have been you know going through kind of their own workouts and, and running some some open gym type stuff. But they really get it kicked off this week. Uh, kind of in, in that <clears throat> that eight week summer period where mm-hmm. uh, you got eight hours per week where you can put some work in and, and a lot of that strength and conditioning and, and things of that nature, but you also get four hours per week uh, that on court you know drills and instruction with the coaching staff that's so pivotal uh, you know for the summer, especially for a team with eleven newcomers that actually starts today. So uh, we'll start hearing a lot more about that as they gear up for what should be a, a really you know. Uh, exciting and, and interesting season with a lot of new faces. And speaking of things going on today, Curtis, also Layden Blocker is in town. Actually, this has been – so this is – it's 12.17 p.m. right now on Monday, June 6th. And he was scheduled to arrive around 11 o'clock this morning, right? Yeah, yeah. Layden Blocker has arrived on campus uh, to begin his official visit. Uh, you know, this is interesting. This is a guy who, you know, he, he's been on campus a lot, obviously an in-state player. He's from Maumelle, played at Little Rock Christian uh, before transferring to, to Sunrise Christian, which is really a national powerhouse, one of the best programs in the country out, out in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, but he took an unofficial visit literally a year ago to the day uh, to Arkansas. He was on campus in February when the Razorbacks beat Kentucky in that crazy game inside Bud Walton Arena. And now he's back for an official visit. So that's that's at least three times now that he's been on campus. Uh, you know, a four-star prospect, a top 35 guy nationally. But mm-hmm. you know, quite honestly, I, I think he's a guy that's going to push for five-star status. On you know, on the Nike EYBL uh, with Brad Beal Elite 17 and under, 
it's the same program that that produced Moses Moody and Nick Smith Jr. And he's just been on a tear. I mean, he averaged over 18 points per game in, in Louisville last weekend. Uh, had a head-to-head matchup with DJ Wagner, who's the number one prospect in the country, and, and he gave him 27 and 10. So uh, this is a guy whose stock is on the rise. You know, Arkansas is trying to build off that momentum of the number two ranked class in 2022, and this would be a heck of a start. So you know, Layden's taking visits uh, recently to Kansas State, to Maryland. He's at Arkansas now. He's supposed to be at Kansas over the weekend. And then he's got a commitment date set for July 2nd. That's his birthday. He'll be at the MBPA Top 100 camp in Orlando. Uh, So kind of closing on decision time, it's a good time to have him on campus. Uh, And you talk about that 2023 class, as soon as he leaves on Wednesday, uh, the very next day on Thursday, you've got Ron Holland coming in. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, it just just keeps on going. This is a five-star guy closing in on, on top 10 status in the country. Uh, very interesting prospect. The six eight small forward can do it all. Uh, really, you can put the ball in his hands. You can post him up. You can get out in transition. Uh, interesting guy. He's from Duncanville. Obviously, the you know his teammates with Anthony Black in high school, uh, and also comes from the same program on the EYBL Drive Nation uh, as Jordan Walsh. So there's a lot of connections there. Arkansas has been recruiting him hard for well over a year, and now you're getting him on campus for an uh, for an official visit. You know, this is a guy who just visited UCLA. He's headed to Kentucky right after. He's got one set up to Texas. So when you're competing with, uh, you know, for the, the elite prospects, obviously there's going to be a lot of competition there. But I think Arkansas is in a really nice spot with both of these guys. All right. And uh, just for information on Blocker, the in-state kid, number 31 national, number 31 ranked player nationally, six-point guard, number one in Arkansas, 6'2", 175. What about Bay Fall? Am I saying that right? I don't think I'm saying that right. Is it fall or foul or? No, you you got it. You okay. got it. Baseball. So now he took an unofficial visit back to, uh, in the Kentucky game to Arkansas. What what what's his status right now? I mean, for those of you who don't know, he's the number one ranked center prospect in the country, and uh, Arkansas obviously has been on him very hard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's he's another one that's really right up there at the top of the board. Uh, was at out at Denver Prep uh, in Colorado. And, you know, I, I, as far as I know, he's no longer enrolled there. So um, I don't think he's announced where he's going to play his senior season of high school yet. So that'll be interesting, something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, just an incredible athlete. And you're right, he was also there at that Kentucky game, the, the same game that Leighton Blocker was at. Uh, really high on Arkansas. There's there's a lot of connections there. Um, you know, and, and he's a guy that's indicated to me that he wants to come back uh, and take an official visit, and I think that'll probably come a little bit later, maybe you know August or even into September. I think it'd be a good idea to maybe bring him in for one of those football weekends where he can get the full experience. I know he enjoyed the Bud Walton Arena atmosphere, but yeah, as, as far as colleges are concerned, you know he, he's been to Seton Hall. Also, he's looking at taking a visit to Auburn. Uh, you know, Texas is another school that I've heard there, Rutgers. So you know. When you're dealing with a guy like this, obviously he's going to have a ton of options, but really high on Arkansas. And taking him back for a second visit, you know, I, I think that puts him in a good position, better than they're already in. So, you know, Arkansas pulls three five stars in, in 2022. You look at 23, and they've got plenty of options again, no doubt about it. And I guess the only other notable basketball news is Blake Weatherington. Um, as a new assistant director of recruiting and scouting after coming from Iowa State in the in the same role last year. 
Curtis, I want to jump you to your top, your your starting five for basketball because I like your starting five. I agree with it. Just tell everybody out there if you had to pick right now, five starters for this basketball team. It's hard. It's hard to do because they're they got so many new faces. But let's hear your top five. Your your starting five. Yeah, that you're hundred percent right. It's so hard to do with all these new guys, but uh, you know, really for me, it starts in the backcourt. You know, point guard, I go with Anthony Black. I just, uh, I mean, listen, it's a it's a five star McDonald's All American. It's the number one ranked point guard in the country coming mm-hmm. in. So I I can't think of a, a better situation there to to kind of lead the charge. And I, th- you know, I think your first two guys, Curtis, are going to be pretty universal for everybody. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, come on now, you know. And Black is six seven. He kind of fits that mold of uh, Jalen Tate and Jimmy Witt. You know, with that that length at the point guard position. Nick Smith, uh, duh, right, as yeah. the other backcourt guy. And I think those two are interchangeable. You know, mm-hmm. Black has the size where he can play off the ball. Uh, Nick Smith is an, an offensive creator, but he can facilitate too and, and run the points. So I think you're in really good hands there. I went with Ricky Council the fourth um, mm-hmm. on the wing at that small forward position. Uh, I know people can look at that and say, well, I mean, wasn't he the sixth man at Wichita State? And yeah, that's true. But, you know, J.D. Note was the sixth man at Arkansas in his first year. And, uh, you know, this is a guy that he's 6'6", he's big, physical, super athletic, um, would, would just bring, I think, a really good dynamic in the backcourt. I think he's a really good player. I think he's going to be a future pro. Uh, and where it gets complicated for me is when you get into the front court. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at all these new additions uh, that Arkansas has there in the transfer portal. But uh, I got to go with Jordan Walsh at, at the four. And, you know, at Arkansas – you know, the four is not your traditional uh, back-to-the-basket, bruising, power-forward type. It's a perimeter-based guy who you need to be able to rebound and guard multiple positions. Um, insert Jordan Walsh, right? Your, your third five-star McDonald's All-American. He's 6'7", super athletic. His wingspan's well over seven feet. I just think he's a great fit there and a mismatch nightmare. And at center, man... Uh, I, I really don't think you could go wrong with any of these guys. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot separating them. I went with Jalen Graham, uh, the Arizona State transfer, because of the experience. You know, you're, you're replacing a guy like Jalen Williams. It's going to be by committee. But Graham's played 80 games of, of college basketball at the high major level. He's an all Pac-12 performer. Uh, he's he's the only guy listed as a senior on the roster outside of Kamani Johnson. So, you know, there's not going to be a vet that this guy hasn't seen. He's versatile. Uh, he can block shots, protect the rim. He can score. Uh, so I, I think he'd be a good blend there. So, yeah, Black, Smith, uh, Council, Walsh, and Graham would be my starting five as of now. Yeah, and what's crazy about that, that leaves a guy that everybody's talking about as being a future NBA draft pick in Trevon Brazil yeah. on the bench. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that's honestly what I, what I had the most difficulty with. Uh, you know, when I got to the four and five and, and Brazil, uh, this is a guy I covered for a long time before I even started at Hog Sports. And I, I agree. I, I think he's great. So uh, you could slide him in there, no problem. But mm-hmm. but you're right. You know, regardless, it just kind of shows the depth uh, of this team on paper when you got a guy like that and you're not even sure if he's going to start. So yeah. pretty, uh, pretty impressive roster. Yeah, I think uh, those first two guys. I, I like yours, by the way. I, I think you're. I would agree with with what you have. You know, I think when you start getting with Council and Walsh and Brazil and uh, and Graham, I mean, you almost think like, 
three of the four <laughs> some kind of way right. with those guys. So, all right, Curtis, anything else uh, that you need to add before we let you go? Uh, no, I, I think that pretty much covers it. I'm just kind of gearing up for probably another five hour wild roller coaster ride with baseball here. So, yeah. Oh, no, it's going to be fun. But, uh, man. <laughs> I mean, it's been enjoyable watching the game. You just wish Arkansas would have come out on top last night. That was that was that was wild. But uh, certainly be watching that at six o'clock tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Craziest thing I've seen in a long time. I know. Well, <laughs> hell, the game before the game before was how many runs were there? Forty nine or something. I mean, <laughs> 20, 29 to fifteen or something. They always they always give me a hard time because I don't know a whole lot about baseball. I mean, I enjoy watching and all that stuff, but I don't know a whole lot about it. And I was like, guys, this is a lot of points in this baseball match. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I mean, you might appreciate this too. They, you know, it's, it's Oklahoma State uh-huh. and Missouri State that then that final score is 29 to 15. And I, I saw a few tweets out there that Oklahoma State and Missouri State opened up the football season last year yeah, no with a 23 to 16 game. So, oh, is that right? Baseball than football. Yeah. That's wild. Yep. That's wild. <laughs> All right, Curtis. Appreciate you, brother. Yep. Anytime. All right, everybody. That's Curtis Wilkerson. Again, you can follow Curtis at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. Uh, does a ton of great, like, in depth well-thought-out stuff. Curtis has a really strong basketball background. Um, he's a former NAI player, former NAI coach um, from McCrory, Arkansas, so you know he knows the Razorbacks inside and out. So it's a great follow at Kurt Wilkerson underscore. We're going to Danny West now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Trey? Hey, Danny. Danny, I was just with Curtis Wilkerson. We were talking a lot about Razorback basketball and haven't introduced you fully yet. But for those of you who don't follow Danny, you can follow him at DannyWest247 on Twitter. And he is the Hog Sports recruiting analyst, been at this for a dozen years or or more, and uh, does a great job for us. So uh, if you want to read Danny's stuff, it is primarily VIP, so you do need that subscription. And again, just $1 right now for your first month. So Danny... Uh, we've been talking a lot about basketball. Obviously, there's a lot of baseball going on. I know you'll be watching the game tonight at 6 o'clock ESPN2, for those of you uh, who don't know. But um, obviously bringing you in to talk a little bit about football, and I wanted to talk first about Taylor Lewis, the 2022 JUCO edition. So he's uh, in this class. He would have, I guess, graduated, uh, had junior college graduation on June 4th. So um, I guess should be getting to, to campus pretty soon, right? Yeah, he was supposed to be in today, uh, this evening, I should say, but he had some flight issues, so it's he's going to be delayed a little bit. He's coming in tomorrow afternoon, so mm-hmm. that's still fine. You know, he'll get get here and get settled, but, yep, talked to him this morning, and, and that's the update. He's uh, should be on his way pretty shortly. He's pretty, pretty pumped up about it. That's a pretty good gift for him, Trey. You yeah. know, we've talked about it for a little while now. They you know, based on what was left in the transfer portal, I've said this a few times now, but I just feel like this one made sense at the end of it. I'm not sure you, you know, there wasn't an all American, all SEC type 
to be had by mm-hmm. Arkansas, in my opinion. So you try to move down the list a little bit. No disrespect to Taylor. He's he's obviously a really good player or he wouldn't have had all those offers. But, mm-hmm. you know, 6'3", 295, they want him to play early. They think he can. I don't know if that means starter or definite, you know, a definite rotation guy, but I think he fills a spot, again, another uh, veteran guy, grown man, been around the block type. That seems to be the trend when they bring in a defensive lineman, and and uh, he fits the bill there. Six three two ninety five. I like that he's from Chicago. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. you know, you always see a little more toughness in Chicago guys. So you gotta uh, be obviously <laughs> you gotta be you gotta yeah. be. So he went out to College of the Canyons, had a, a pretty good run there, and and kind of blew up. You know, mm-hmm. you get into this time of year, everybody's starting to starting to look for. D tackles. They were just really tough to come by to begin with, and mm-hmm. very few were left. And, and he was one of the best best ones left. So they got it. I thought you had an interesting article breaking it down. I think we talked about it, just like how why it's so hard to recruit defensive tackles, and like the first one is like eight percent of men are six three or taller yeah. in the first place, and not, <laughs> you know, not to mention three hundred plus pounds. Who else was after uh, Lewis? Who were his his primary suitors? I know he he taken a visit to Washington State. I think Auburn was in there. Who who all was? Maybe yeah, Nebraska Oregon too? State. Okay. Oregon State, Missouri made a run at him, but Auburn to me was really the biggest threat, and I, I think it was smart of Arkansas to go ahead and lock him up mm-hmm. while he was here. Now, he didn't announce it, obviously, while he was on campus, but um, you get the point. Auburn really, from my understanding anyway, I can't speak for him, but based on what I was told, they were really hoping he would get down there after his Arkansas trip. So, you know, that seems to be another trend, too. <laughs> you mm-hmm. talk about some of this competition. I've noticed Auburn uh, a few times. Now, obviously, I can't accuse them of anything, but it certainly seems like they were on the D-line market every time Arkansas found one, too. Danny West joining us again, at Danny West 247 on Twitter, Hog Sports Recruiting Analyst. Danny, um, I want to take you to this month of June. This is the the title of our show today, just looking ahead to to what's coming up in the month of June. And um, a recent study you had noted, I guess probably your study, that uh, the months of June and July are by far Arkansas's most productive months in terms of commitment. So I guess we should be expecting a lot of of activity this month. But uh, you've kind of broken down things on on dates. Just give us a little taste, I guess. Um, This is a VIP article, but just give us a little bit of taste of of what we can expect in these next couple of weeks in terms of maybe a couple of visitors. And uh, obviously it's camp season now too. Yeah, Yeah, it's starting to heat up. Um, I'll go back to the stat you used there first. I did a a study last month, and I found that 19 of uh, 37 commitments in the class of 2021 and 2022 came in the months of June and July. So let me repeat that again. Over half, 51%, 51 51-point-something% of all commitments in the last two signing classes came in June and July. So I mean, that tells you right there, they've, they put a premium on those two months. Obviously, a lot of um, official visits coming up. It really starts Wednesday this week. You've got a, a defensive tackle coming in, A.O. Tafasi, coming out from uh, Towson, Maryland. Another place you don't see Arkansas associated with a lot, but mm-hmm. kind of a unique situation with this guy. Now, I'm not sure, I can't seem to wrap my head around their current numbers it seems like every time i say they're done they they add one more but um 
you know, this is an interesting case because AO actually reclassified from the 22 class mm-hmm. into the 23 class. So a 6'4", 300-pound defensive lineman, and my understanding is he could still sign with somebody and enroll as a 22 addition. So mm-hmm. not sure which one mm-hmm. Arkansas wants him for, but this week alone, I'm, I think he started as official at Virginia Tech today. This kid's blown up out of nowhere. Again, we go back to the, you know, there's only so few that are to be had by all teams, and they all want these big athletic dudes. And so there's kind of a race towards the end. You get into the summer months. Anybody who's left, everybody's after him. So he started as official today at Virginia Tech. And he's here on uh, Wednesday. He'll stay through Friday, and then he, he goes immediately to Florida State. So a lot of competition here when suddenly, you know, think about this kid last fall. He had very few offers. You know, Coastal Carolina, Central Michigan was up there for him. but And now you're talking about Arkansas, Florida State, Virginia Tech. He's come out of nowhere. So a really interesting prospect there. He'll be here on Wednesday to start an official visit. I, I would assume that's the first one of the month. And then uh, also on Wednesday, you got a four-star, <clears throat> excuse me, a four-star quarterback, Mabry Metauer out of the Woodlands, Texas. Now he's a 2024 composite four-star, 6'5", 215, big-time prospect there. And I know uh, Mabry's been looking forward to getting up here for a while. Several big-time offers, Baylor, Florida, LSU, Miami, TCU, uh, you know, uh, and the like. Mm-hmm. So uh, he'll be an unofficial, obviously, obviously as a 2024. But uh, yeah, I guess Ao Tafasi is the first one on the list, and then I want to say six or seven more coming in this weekend. So uh, should be pretty busy. Uh, pretty busy. You got. I can run through these if you'd like the Friday officials, Trey. Well, yeah, if you want to go through the Friday, um, and then uh, let's quickly just uh, talk about a couple of the camps coming up, also. All right, got you. Yeah, Madden Sanker is a four-star offensive lineman. He'll be here Friday. Uh, I've still got Chance Rucker. Steve Wilfong reported he's coming in Friday, so, you know, it could be up in the air a little bit based on what I'm hearing. But he's a four-star corner out of Denton, Texas, Ryan High School, big-time program. Uh, You've got Dallas Young, who's already committed, a cornerback out of Gardendale, Alabama. Aiden Green, he's a wide receiver out of Powell, Tennessee, a little bit interesting story there. He actually committed to Cincinnati on an official visit this past weekend. I hit him up just before I came on with you, and I, you know, I asked him, "Hey, you still coming in this week for uh, your Arkansas visit?" And he told me he hasn't yet talked to Coach Guyton about it. So, obviously, Kenny Guyton, wide receivers coach. So, mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. He may still be here. It sounded like, but you know, we'll we'll see later in the week. Connor Stroh. Um, Offensive lineman out of Frisco, Texas, T.J. Metcalf. This is a kid I really like, Trey. I want you to watch his film. But he's out of Pinson, Alabama, a very heavily recruited, highly rated three-star, 6'1", 180. And then Brad Spence, another film I really, really enjoyed. He's an edge player. I think he calls himself an edge. I see him as more of an inside linebacker, to be honest with you. I think that's where I'd probably give him a shot at eventually. But he's out of Houston, Texas, Klein Forest High School, 6'2", 225. Gotcha. All right, Danny. Well, um, I appreciate you. And uh, for anybody who wants to read any more of Danny's stuff, he's got the Big Red Board for 2023 uh, for uh, defense and then the 2024 Big Red Board for offense. And for those of you who don't know, that's where we take – 
or Danny does, takes all the uh, the the guys that are really reciprocating interest that Arkansas is really showing interest in. It's a look, kind of a big picture look at guys that are genuinely interested in Arkansas and uh, kind of ranks their interests, hot, cold, warm, all that kind of stuff. List any updates, any new information on on those guys too. So it's a it's a really good read again. VIP. All right, Danny, appreciate you joining us, man, Got and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right, bud. See All right, everybody. Danny West. Again, follow Danny at Danny West 247 on Twitter uh, and does a great job. Again, most of his stuff is VIP. Before we get to your questions here, I want to remind you one more time, there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. Always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to throw us a like there. Follow the page if you haven't done so already. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up on YouTube and uh, share the content with somebody else if you think might like them. Also, subscribe to YouTube and hit the notification bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. If you have not left us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, please take a minute and do so. Let other people know what they can expect, why you like this show. Is it your go-to Razorback show? Where does it rank for you? What do you like about the show? Any of those things uh, definitely helps boost our channel uh, on the algorithm on Apple Podcasts. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you think I'd find a favorite podcast. And, of course, as I mentioned, Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month. All right, a couple questions here before we get out of here. Randall File says, how will the scholarship work with Dorian Gerald coming back? It'll work out. I'm not sure how it will. I've got him at 86 scholarships now with Dorian Gerald coming back. Uh, I'm going to ask Sam Pittman tomorrow, hopefully, if I get a chance. It's just a Zoom call. Uh, so hopefully I'll get enough questions in where I can ask everything I want. But I want to know, you know, how the scholarship numbers are going to look right now because I do have them at 86 uh, as of now with, with him coming back. A lot of talk about baseball here. Got to get more productive play. Worried about pitching. I mean, so should, Oklahoma State should be worried about pitching too. It could be – it could be a really crazy game tonight because everybody's wondering about uh, about the pitching. Ethan Malone says, does Hornsby take significant snaps at wide receiver this year? I absolutely think he's going to. I think – I mean, I think we could see like – it wouldn't surprise me to see like 17 or 20 catches from him. It really wouldn't. And what I saw in the spring, again, like he was burning people deep. And I'm talking like 55, 75-yard passes, just burning them, starting defense. Uh, and then I would also see him run a hitch, and there would be nobody around him. Why? Because they're worried about getting smoked deep. I absolutely think he could be a real weapon for him. Stacey Metheny says, both been fans of our lives. We've seen the best and worst of our hogs in Canada. Quarter of the way. Let's see. Sorry, I'm looking for questions. Looking for questions. Ready for some hog football? Go hogs. It won't be that long. I mean – August will get here pretty soon. Trey, what's your prediction for the score tonight? <laughs> How about 25 to 24 Arkansas? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see it go extra innings or anything like that. I mean, it's just been absolutely wild. It's been a lot of fun. And I'm not a big baseball guy. I mean, I love, you know, watching the Hogs and everything, but I'm not like a guy that – I mean, you can see when I say stuff on here, I'm just – I'm sure people are just like, oh, my gosh, Trey, that's not the right terminology and stuff. But I enjoy it. My wife is even less than me, but she she sat out there on the patio watching the game, um, and it was a long one last game. I mean, it was like almost five hours, it seemed like. All right, everybody. Well, I really appreciate everybody joining in, watching the show. I hope you check out all the stuff at hogsports.com. I don't know if you guys have noticed we got a new homepage and uh, got some things structured a little bit better. It's been totally revised. It's also available in dark mode. 
for our subscribers, just like our message boards, which I think is a really cool feature to have. Uh, so go check out Hog Sports if you haven't done so already. Again, hawgsports.com um, for all your latest Razorback news. And um, thanks to Danny West for joining us. Thanks for Curtis Wilkerson. Haven't had both those guys on the show. So I uh, feel pretty good about the show today. All right, everybody. Thank you for all of you joining us. Thank you for your questions as well. And go to hogsports.com for all your latest Razorback news. Again, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.